here this is the just live show coming back for another episode episode two recording on wednesday october 21st 2020 uh so i figured i'm having some trouble since this is of course the beginning of my podcast but i'm having trouble getting stuff uploaded kind of quicker i know a lot of my audience probably it's gonna be based off of iPhones, if anything. So I figure I w- it's better if I release everything at once, once it's uploaded on all of the podcast platforms. So far, I'm really just waiting for Apple. I have Google and everything else already uploaded. So, but in the meantime, like I said, this is the Just Life Show. Follow me on Twitter, Justice Madison One. I do appreciate all that have listened and who will listen going forward. And again, if you guys have any suggestions on anything I can do better, constructive criticism or whatever, leave comments, email me, DM, or not email me, DM me on Twitter. Um, but we're just going to jump right into the episode today. First topic I'm going to talk about is my Lake Show. Of course, we're coming off our 17th championship uh, last week, you know, and we have a lot of big moves a lot of rumors that are going on and some of them that I one of them that I kind of um, been thinking about is the re-signing of maybe you know Boogie Cousins the market since we did of course sign him last year and of course he obviously didn't play because he tore his ACL before the season even started but I mean if you I don't know if you follow him or anything like that but if you really paid attention to him before this injury Boogie really looked locked in. I mean, he just was in and out of the gym, just really giving it as all it looked like. And I mean, up until he tore his ACL, I mean, yeah, you could say at this point he probably is injury prone or whatever. But I mean, as you can already tell, there was a lot of people, including myself, who were laughing at some of the signings that the Lakers had last year. Think of Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Rondo, KCP. There was a whole Kozma. I mean, there was a whole bunch of people that were just giving slack to the signings. There are people who were just criticizing Rob Palenka over them. And I really think if Boogie would have stayed healthy, if, if anybody, if everybody else could have gotten their mindsets right and was really locked in, I'm sure Boogie would have done that as well. Being right next to AD, playing with LeBron, the situation just makes sense for him to come back ultimately. Um, like I said, where he could run it back, we can get our. I mean, he has he is eligible for a ring. I don't know how much that might mean to him since he didn't really contribute to it. But why not come back to the team? We were loyal to him. I mean, it just makes too much sense. So I think obviously that's going to be one one thing. I mean, there's obviously rumors out there. There's obviously people saying, you know, you can. He's probably going to go to the Heat, or I saw a rumor out there that he could even go back to the Pelicans. I was, I don't know, but I just feel like you know the best situation for him probably would have been just staying in with the Lakers. Let me know what you guys think about that. Uh, but as far as old overall moves, like I said, there are a lot of rumors going with the Lakers, like as far as our own players that we have to bring back, not named DeMarcus Cousins. For example, we have KCP. I mean, he was probably, he was getting roasted and flamed on in the beginning of the season, this past season. And I mean, honestly, I was riding, I was really giving him a lot of credit throughout the season, especially during the playoffs, because although he was a typical punchline on Twitter, I mean, I could see it in my own eyes and the stats tell you everything. I mean, KCP really did step up this year and especially throughout the playoff run. So, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he shot close to 45%, for sure over 40% from the three. He was guarding down near the heart of other teams. Uh, best offensive player in and in a night out, like with Dame in the first round. He was picking up 
Harden and Russ in the second round, third round, he was helping out with Murray and just anybody else. I mean, he really did step up. So it's a no. It mean as long as he's not. You can't fault him for if he decides to go get a bag, but I mean, if he is willing to run it back for a cheaper contract, then I definitely think it's a no-brainer the Lakers have to resign. Along with that, I do think the same goes for Rondo. Rondo was a headache for majority of the regular season, in my opinion. I'm sure other Laker fans probably might agree with that. There are some people that, you know, were giving him his props and whatnot, but for me, Rondo was just playing a lot of inconsistent ball in the regular season. But when he did return in the playoffs, you just saw vintage playoff Rondo. I mean, his old self, he was just a major contributor. He was even shooting threes. I mean, knocking him down with consistency. People would leave him open thinking he was old Rondo, but he made them pay. So he also did turn down his player option. So he looks like he's going to test the waters. And again, can't fault him for trying to get his last bag because this probably who knows this depending on the size of the contract if he doesn't come back to us but this probably could be his last chance getting a bag so um, I'm not saying he's going to get a max but he could possibly get a bigger contract so there's probably teams that probably could use him as a starter so we'll see what he does hopefully he comes back um Avery Bradley, I believe, is going to be a player option as well. Hopefully, he just decides to come back because although he didn't play in the playoffs during the regular season, he was down there our best defender. And again, he was just knocking down threes. I remember that one Clipper game before the COVID shutdown happened and back in March, I believe, he had shot like six or seven threes. And he was just coming up big. And although he was injured and he was inconsistent in the beginning of the year he quickly showed i mean we definitely missed him in the, in the playoffs i mean if he was there i mean we already won a chip so i mean it's not really saying much i guess but we definitely would have been better with him so hopefully he comes back uh howard there were rumors he was gonna the warriors are interested in him honestly i told people on twitter that um this might if he does decide to go with the Warriors that would just be he would just, that would just be the quickest way to burn the bridge that he prepared with the Lakers I mean what better way than to you know do us dirty back when he was with Kobe back then I think it was in 2012 I could be wrong whatever year it was where the one year he was in LA with Kobe when Kobe tore his Achilles and everything but he just all the drama back then he just was always the Lakers the Laker Laker nation at least was always on bros helmet not really caring for him and then everybody knows what happened obviously he came back this year he built like I said he 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 repaired the bridge with us you know what I mean he got a chip his first chip in my opinion his hall of fame resume is secure I mean there are some people that were saying he was hall of fame bound before but adding a ring never could hurt and so I feel like he's for sure secure at this point in my opinion I think McGee probably could be the one we could let go because bro literally played 15 not even 20 minutes a night I mean yeah he was solid don't get me wrong but in my eyes I see Boogie coming back again in in a perfect situation we stick him at the five even if we start Howard at the five just to give Boogie some time to you know get his minutes back up we can get Dwight give him about 20 minutes as a starter 20 25 minutes or whatever maybe 20 because we know AD is going to play the five and then just bring Boogie off the bench and then whenever Boogie gets his legs under him boom he's a starter and then who's matching up with AD and Boogie 
both come in at, they both can play the perimeter. I mean, yeah, eight Boogie, he again is injury prone. And again, he, he has to prove he can play the same, but I mean, even 75% of him is better than a lot of starting centers in this league's best. So I definitely would take bringing him and Dwight back if they were both interested. Um, and then as far as the next topic goes, uh, switching into NFL, just wanted to go over my recaps from last week. Or uh, actually, no. Yeah, about last week, excuse me. Uh, I did uh, pick three of the games from last week. The first one was the Steelers and the Browns. I did pick correct for that one. I did choose the Browns to come back. Or it's not Browns, excuse me. The Steelers to win that Uh that game uh the Steelers just gave it to the Browns like I pretty much just knew they would I mean I don't know what's going on with Baker I mean I already knew he wasn't really he shouldn't have been the first overall pick obviously I mean we all saw that coming on this being me being a USC fan I honestly thought Sam Darnold probably would have went number one I think he would have been doing a lot better with the Browns than Cleveland a lot of people are going to say, oh, he's stinking it up with the Jets. But I mean, it's the Jets. Jamal Adams had to get up out of there. Le'Veon had to get up out of there. Adam Gase never should have been hired. Sam doesn't have really have any weapons. The one weapon he did have, which was Robbie Anderson, although he was inconsistent, he's over there balling with the Panthers right now. I have to give him credit because I did think he not wasn't necessarily a one. I still don't think he's a one like a Julio or just like a starter starter. I think he could be a one B. But he's playing his role perfectly with the Panthers, so he doesn't deserve any criticism, and he's not going to get it from me. But regardless of the Pittsburgh and the Browns, I just think, like I said, Pittsburgh, I just knew they, they didn't necessarily get them in the air like I thought they would. I mean, but like I said, I, I pretty much knew they would lose that. I mean, win that game. So uh, not, I ended up having that one right. As far as my second game, I did have the... Packers and the Bucks. I picked this game wrong, obviously. The Packers got stomped. The Tom Brady and them boys was not playing. They must have heard out. Uh, Tom Brady, I mean, he didn't have a really superior game. 17 to 27, 166, two touchdowns. Uh, the biggest difference here, it looks like, was Ronald Jones, another SC player. It looks like he's finally getting it together this year. I know he had a lot of fumbling issues coming into the NFL and probably throughout the NFL leading up to now, plus a lot of injuries. But, I mean, he had 23 carries, 113 yards, and two touchdowns. He's just looking really solid. I think I saw a stat earlier today when I was watching ESPN. I think he's a top five runner right now as far as yards. Um, so that's really impressive. And then, But Green Bay, they just laid an egg. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 16-35, 160 yards, two, touch, two interceptions. I mean, that's just not getting the job done. Their leading rusher on the game was Jamal Williams. He only had... Uh, four carries for 34 yards, but I mean, only 35 yards. Where's Aaron Jones? Where's the second round pick that was out of Boston College? Uh, I forget his name. I can't even think, but it's just where of all these players? Devontae Adams looks like he was neutralized for six receptions for 61 yards. So yeah, they got beat. So I'm one and one on that part. And then you have the final game that I picked. It looks like that one was the Cowboys and the Cardinals. I did pick the Cardinals to win that game. Um, the Cardinals, they did win. Dak is out for the year. So it looks like, you know, Cowboys are just pathetic, I guess. I don't know. I mean, Zeke, he did fumble twice. He didn't do himself any favors. But what's really weird about this game is that Colin Murray went 9 of 24 for 188 yards and two touchdowns. 
Kenyon Drake had a huge game, 20, yard, 20 carries, 164 yards, two touchdowns. A lot of that, I'm sure, came on that last play where they were just trying to run the clock out. Of course, the Cowboys defense was trash, and he just ran it for a touchdown. So, them boys just got embarrassed. I mean, the Cowboys are 2-4 and four in the worst division of the league, and somehow they're still in first place. So, I mean, who knows? They might just go back to the playoffs just because, again, that division is terrible. But at the end of the day, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But going into this week's games, I wanted to do three more games just so I can try and keep that going and see how my predictions go throughout the season. Again, let me know if that's something you guys are interested in or maybe if I should add a spin onto that. But regarding this week's game, I chose, of course, my Chargers and ja- and the Jaguars. Chargers, they are coming off of bye. A lot of people are getting more healthier, which is a thing you could say every year. Melvin Ingram and Justin Jones are starting defensive tackle. Look like they are possibly going to play this game, which will be huge. Jaguars, um, although they do have a solid offense, they are obviously tanking. And I mean, the Chargers, I mean, it, we are the Chargers, and it's easy for me to say we, we can win this game. But again, we could just be the Chargers and something happens. But I'm not going to think that way for once. I'm going to predict that we win. We should take care of business. Justin Herbert, he's just performing like the rookie of the year, like I probably previously said before in other conversations. And I mean, Mike Williams, hopefully Keenan Allen plays. But as long as we can keep him upright and he keeps slinging the ball, I mean, I don't see why we can't beat the Jaguars. Uh, the second game I'm going to pick is going to be the Steelers and Titans. It's going to be a battle of undefeated, uh, undefeated opponent, or, you know, teams. I have to honestly give credit where credit is due. I did in a previous episode say that Derrick Henry honestly was overrated in my opinion just because of his size. And although I still stand with my opinion about him being that big, so I think he definitely needs to be able to run the ball that effectively i just have to give him credit he is really elusive he has speed i mean he just makes a lot of people go get look silly out there and i mean honestly he's again is 6'3 247 on officially for espn but i mean i don't know i mean it's just it doesn't look like it just doesn't look like he's gonna be stopped anytime soon and taylor luan the team's starting left tackle the all pro he is out for the season with an all torn acl i did just read that a few days ago now that i'm thinking about it so that's gonna be something to keep an eye out for in regards to whether or not the left side of that line is gonna be effective i think i also know that was the bills but yeah, I mean, it's just, it looks like that Derrick Henry isn't going to be slowing down anytime soon. But if there is going to be one team to make a stop, uh, it looks like it will be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are a top five team when it comes to stopping the run. So um, that's something that we look forward to. I actually think they might even be better than that. They might be number one now. They only offer, they only allow 66 yards per game when it comes to rushing yards. So TJ Watt and them boys again are making it look effortless. Um, if I have to pick though, again, I'm just going to go with the Steelers. They look really solid. Big Ben is a little more reliable to me when it comes down to, uh, Ryan Tannehill. And I just really think, um, although the stats are better, Ryan Tannehill does have 1300 passing yards, 13 touchdowns and two picks. Big Ben has 1100 yards, almost 1200 yards passing 11 touchdowns and one pick. But again, as long as Derrick Henry doesn't go off, 
if Derrick Henry puts up, if Derrick Henry is an effective runner tomorrow, tennis, or not tomorrow this weekend, Tennessee is going to win the game. If Pittsburgh can stop and limit Henry, because Tennessee's offense goes through Henry. So if Henry is neutralized, then the Steelers are going to win this game. So I'm begging that the Steelers will find a way to stop him. Mike Tomlin is, I think he's just going to get it done. So I think Steelers win that game. And the last game I have for the week will be the Raiders and the Buccaneers. Now, I obviously am a Charger fan. Raiders, are though, are looking really good. Derek Carr needed that win against the Chiefs. I think the whole team did, but Derek Carr really needed it because, I mean, you see it every time on the timeline of social media. Derek Carr does take a lot of slack for being... I mean, even I do. I think, I think he is overrated. I think he's a solid quarterback, average, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere with the Raiders, or I don't think the Raiders will go anywhere with him. Um, but he is, um, the Raiders are 3-2 and two right now. Um, they are going against the 4-2 and two Bucks. If I had to pick a team, I think Brady and the boys obviously are going to get it done. I don't know about Raiders' defense. They are just horrible. Um, and the Tennessee, not Tennessee, Tampa Bay, they just have a whole lot of weapons right now. Um, so if the Buccaneers can find a way to get to Derek Carr, which I think they are capable of with that defense, as long as they can get pressure on Derek Carr, we all have seen it before. He freezes up and he tends not to do the make the best of his decisions, although he is obviously the dink and dunk quarterback. So if John Gruden can scheme up an offense or just come up with game plans to help with quicker passes so that, you know, it gives the it doesn't give enough. It doesn't give a lot of time for the defense to get to, to to Derek Carr. You know what I mean? So as long as they do that, I feel like they could have a chance. But ultimately, I just think I've seen a lot of the Raiders games, and ultimately, I just think Tom Brady is going to find a way to win. Tom Brady is the goat. 14 touchdowns, four picks, 1,541 yards. I mean, he's really doing looking really solid right now. So I think the Buccaneers will win. So to recap, I think the Chargers take a dub over the Jaguars, the Steelers take a dub over the Titans, and the Raiders will take, or excuse me, the Buccaneers will take a dub over the Raiders. Uh, the next top I wanted to topic I wanted to go into is Antonio Brown. As you guys know, he is future Hall of Fame. Um, he has been tripping a lot lately. I mean, he's had a lot of off the field issues with his with his ex wife or ex his child mother who now i think is his fiance that he proposed to he's had assault charges he's i mean i don't know what he the cte is real and bro said he raps on his side all jokes aside though he is coming back off of suspension after week eight and i kind of wanted to touch on where you guys think he might sign i mean there are rumors there have been rumors that he could link up with uh, hollywood brown his nephew or his cousin i believe it is um and Lamar Jackson over in the Ravens and just you know be that one piece to help them get over the hunch get them get Lamar another weapon or do you maybe see him going to Seattle there have been a lot of rumors about that dating back to last year Russell Wilson and they he throws to him during the offseason they work out together so I mean I mean look think of the Seahawks so if they could a b that would be a scary offense I mean that's that offense is already scary you got DJ Metcalf, and you got, or is it DK Metcalf? Whatever his name is, Metcalf out of Ole Miss. You have Lockett, uh, you got Russ. I mean, just add AB in there, and then they already have Greg Olson, Chris Carson. Their defense needs to get it a little together. I'm surprised Jamal Adams hasn't made that, you know, that, that difference yet in terms of getting being that difference maker to at least make them an average defense. Their defense doesn't look like it is the best. 
Um, but I mean, realistically, I think that if he signs with the Seahawks, that will ultimately just make them even better. So um, I also think that Packers, I mean, like I mentioned, like we all know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers can never have too many weapons. He does only have one reliable one, although Devontae Adams. But I mean, if they can just sign AB, imagine AB and Devontae Adams lining up together. I mean, ugh. Aaron Rodgers is already effective with one solid receiver. If he gets two all pro level receivers i mean i don't even know what to think of that that'd be different but um yeah let me know what you guys think of that i mean regardless send me at me on the timeline or whatever send me a dm comment let me know where you guys think you guys can see him signing uh we're wrapping up the show here in a little bit but um one of the remaining topics i wanted to touch on is the whole padre dodger rivalry going i mean it's something that i think is so funny i mean i've seen it happen i guess with 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 baseball over the years because I mean I'm obviously I've just started being a fan I mean I knew the Dodgers and the Padres were like the Chargers and the Raiders in terms of rivalry and fans hating each other but I've been seeing a lot of people say oh if you live in San Diego and you're a Dodger fan and I've seen this one girl tweet the other day your mama's a hoe I'm like what I mean is it that serious though I mean I, it's just it's, it's like we're so territorial now we're gonna be that to ter- territorial I mean, I'm, I'm a Padre fan because I'm obviously from San Diego, but before I even got into baseball, admit it, I have to admit, I did support both the Dodgers in San Diego and the Padres because I, although I was born and raised here, I was raised in between here and Los Angeles from my family as well. So every LA team basically is my sport team. I mean, I got the Lakers. I'm a Trojan, USC Trojan fan. I mean, so now a Charger fan, but I, it's just it's just weird to me that the Padres up until this year I have never seen anybody on my timeline go as hard for them like they were this year but now people are like just being so territorial I mean I don't know it's weird I mean what I guess I brought bring this up to ask what do you guys think about that though do you guys have a problem with people living in San Diego and cheering for the Dodgers I mean I know a lot of people who cheer for teams outside I mean we got hella cowboy fans down here but I guess it's just funny that people choose to get mad about the Dodgers. And I mean, I've also noticed the Dodgers take a lot of heat by me from the media and other play, con- teams around the country. Because I remember seeing uh, after the pod- after the Dodgers won last night in Game One of the World Series, I think I remember seeing a tweet of someone say, "Oh, their ring is it's not legit because they basically had a cakewalk because of injuries." And or a soft team that they played in around one, both the starting pitchers for the Padres not being active, which is a legit argument, I guess. But and then they apparently faced the Braves without a starting pitcher as well. I mean, but they, they, they have to play who's in front of them. It's not like they I mean, because if they were to have all these injuries and they still would be in a World Series, I mean, you really couldn't say anything. I mean, I mean, they have Kershaw, who was struggling all through the playoffs, but he's looking good now. So, I mean, I don't know. I, what do you guys think about that? I think it's so weird, but I guess that's just how baseball is, I guess. I'm new to it, so I got to understand what, I guess, are the rules or whatever. <laughs> uh, but the final topic that I have for today um, is the Sada baby drama. Like you guys know, I do like to mix up some things. Uh, like I said, all three of the topics I have, hip-hop news I have, 
current event news and then I have obviously sports I'm also thinking about maybe potentially doing something else with those topics as well as you know just making sure maybe I maybe I dedicate them to individually I set them each up a day maybe I should do more podcasts during a week so I can have a topic per day who knows but uh, but I do wanted to I did want to get this um, in the episode though it is something that is fresh that happened yesterday uh, but it's just out of maybe old tweets that were going up um, <laughs> all throughout Twitter by the bar fan base, I guess. But I mean, I don't know, man. You, I just I want I want to ask you guys about this because you guys I mean, he have obviously a lot of people in San Diego, a lot of them, I guess, around the country. But I know I can speak for San Diego. A lot of people love him. I mean, they mess with him, fuck with him. So I just wonder now that you guys have seen these old tweets, what do you guys think? Are you guys going to continue to listen to him? I mean, I don't really see no problem because, I mean, at the end of the day, I have to admit, uh, he did say some weird stuff, I guess, and whatever, but I just think cancel culture is so dumb because it's just so hypocritical nowadays, especially from the Barb's, man. Like, the Barb fan base, I'm sorry if you're a Barb, but it just don't... You guys are so... You guys are so wild, and it's just hypocritical with you guys sometimes, like... Especially with this whole Sada Baby business, because like I got it, I got into it on Twitter with this with this fan base, I guess, and she was like, I brought up how Nikki is basically with someone who is known for raping or sexual assault or whatever he was caught up with, and her first thing was, oh, you're blaming her for a man, for a man's, you know, for you're blaming her for something a man did, and she's not even taking a, a accountability and willing to accept the fact that Nikki is. I can definitely put blame on Nikki with about this because at the end of the day, Nikki is the one who chose to marry this man, have a child, a child with this man. He can't even take his kid to the park. You know, I mean, they they moved and I just I looked it up recently. They moved and bro didn't even apply to be a sex offender in the new place he was supposedly moving to, and he got in trouble for that. So I mean, I don't know. I just think it's like with this whole Sada baby situation people get in trouble with their tweets from the old days we see somebody get caught up about it all the time we see people try to fake cancel somebody for saying nigga or whatever the, the n-word or whatever the case is and i mean i just don't understand it i mean yeah i mean i mean i mean as a man the way i see it well, especially with the n-word it's just i can't i can't tell another person let alone another man not to say that word I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, if I can tell him to say it, he can sit up here and say, no, call me the word. And then, I mean, what am I going to do? Beat him up? I mean, even if we fight and I win, I mean, I still feel like he would still say the word. So it's just, what do people, what do you guys think about it? I mean, do you guys think he deserves to be canceled? I mean, I don't think so. I'm still going to listen to bro. Bro, he does slap. I mean, at the end of the day, we all definitely have said some stupid stuff when we were younger. I mean, I know I have. That's what Twitter especially was back in the day. People could get away with saying dumb stuff like that. But then cancel culture started and boom, everybody's sensitive now. So anyway, that's going to be the end of this show, man. I mean, I did want to run through those topics and bring you guys another episode. Like I said, I am. It is taking a little longer for me to get these up because obviously, like I said, I am new to this and it's taking a little longer than I expected. But I'm going to be dropping some stuff um, and making sure I keep it updated so that when everything is ready, I'm going to finally update everything. And 
uh, on a normal basis. But uh, let me know again. My Twitter is JusticeMassive1. I did want to make it a quick episode here. Um, and let me know what you guys think. Again, this is the Just Live Show. Justice, your host, coming along. Thanks for turning, tuning in. And I'll talk to you guys next time.